everyone. Welcome to another brand new edition of the Fans of Power podcast. The only source where you can get the most in-depth discussion on damn near everything, as long as it doesn't suck, podcast. And uh, I'm Tyler Baker, and of course with me as always is the uh, the rest of the three stooges here, the Rotten Amato, Joe Amato, and Nasty Nate Kennedy. Hello. Gentlemen, are we doing all right this week? Uh, we're not suffering from any kind of uh, technical difficulties, you know. No, we, not, we need to have a news that pops up of like a... Of like someone drunk, you know, like they have on The Simpsons or The Critic, you know, when we're having technical difficulties or something like that. I, I mean, you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, I know crossed. that picture. Okay. okay. I, I know the tech, yeah. <laughs> he's wearing a hat. Doesn't it show like the equipment in yeah. the background? He's looking all Yeah, he's got a ball in his hand or we'll, we'll be right bark or something like that. Uh, with the dog. But or uh, like it, that. Is, it is hot as balls for me. That's why I got um, vitamin water this week. At least it'll energize hey, me. Pouring Coke there. Way to go there. See, look at that. I upgraded. See, once in a while, I can afford some of the. Yeah, I am too. I got Dasani water here, people. This 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 podcast is no way sponsored by Coke, but it would be nice if Coke would send me like an extra paycheck for like you know advertising on this podcast and, here. And as always, unless the show is on a weekday during the middle of the day, I have uh, New Amsterdam vodka and Coca Cola. So sponsored by Coke, not a. Sponsor. How about that, people? Not a sponsor. Drink Coke. Hell with Pepsi. <laughs> Is vitamin water by Coke too? Is that really? Yeah, it's it's a Coke product. Yeah, that we sell. Yeah. Huh, never know. All right, didn't know that. This is the only other thing I drink besides water. I drink vitamin water. That's it. And it ain't because I know some people say, you know, you're not really probably getting vitamins, and I was like, I don't care. I like the taste of it. That's why I get it. So no, it's not really something. like if people think that that's that's their healthy solution. It's like no, nah, not really. Yeah, well, it's it's, just... it's like the the same people that are like, I'm gonna get two Big Macs and three fries, but I I have a, a diet Coke. So diet I, Coke I, that I, saves I, it. Like, no, but, uh, well, like I said, we have a, a couple topics this week. I mean, of course, our random stuff, but uh, I wanted in particular, before I get to the chat room, I just wanted to dedicate this episode to Tyler's unreleased Clamp Champ versus Ninja or Mini comic, which, besides those pictures that he shared, I mean, I know nothing about the story. Even if he was going to tell me, hey, Joe, would you like to know? He already knows. I'm going to say I wouldn't want to, because I like being surprised and just enjoying it. So when he gets, when we get to that part and he talks, I'm just going to be sucking it in, because just like when James would talk or anybody... I like envisioning everything along with the pictures. So I might be real quiet when you're talking about the story, Tyler, just out of excitement because I like new shit. So it'll be fun when we get to that. Well, but, I, I'll, uh, I'll be picking your old brain about it, too, because I want an honest opinion from you guys. So if you guys think it's dog shit, then I encourage you to tell me so. No, That's no, I, I love it. That's what I mean. Yeah, pick away when we get to it. I'll quickly say hello to everybody in the chat room and then uh, some random stuff before we get to the main topic. JSP, Adam Gabbard, Spider Rat, Zen Brown, Darth Baca, Grimbot, Sportimus, and I think I ran everybody very quickly. So thank you all for joining us. As for any topical stuff, the only thing I've seen for those who are in the hunt for them because they've gone quick is the Prince Adam Sky Sled Origins uh, two-pack, gift, or gift set two-pack, whatever you want to call it, has popped up on the Walmart's website, but it's like limited because they're going to be at the stores don't yeah. worry but they're just doing the slow feeding and at the price of 29.84 hell you can't beat it i love just seeing for my personal sake or taste i love seeing it saying sky sled again instead of the damn jet sled because we know with the issues of not being able to have the rights to say sky sled and classics they called it jet sled and i was like uh, i want to see sky sled so it's back to saying actually sky sled so maybe here's hoping that when we get to ninjor he won't be ninja warrior he'll be ninjor you know just like this damn mini comic we'll get to but and if like i said what me and tyler always said masters is known for the hyphen if you want to do n-i-n hyphen jor whatever either way be ninja or not ninja warrior i hate that fucking name and or uh 
battle fist instead of fisto. Oh god, yeah. And yeah. I, that's probably the biggest offender. I was gonna say, uh, in going with that, also being released this week should be hitting stores, or as I like to call it, the eBay exclusive uh, Raph and Casey Jones two pack. Because I know that's probably going to be a huge pain in the ass for people to find, too, because the, the all the turtleneck stuff that goes to Target and now Walmart has always been hard to find. I wish that they could have just done what they did with GameStop, make it pre-order. That way you don't have to worry about it. You know you're getting it down the road, but now it's just like they put a link on Walmart's website and that sold out quick. And then people are like, I can't find it. And they're like, oh, there's, it's it's on there. You just got to keep whatever. And it's the same thing that keeps happening and keeps happening. Yeah, so I think so, it was up maybe 15 minutes. Yeah. And I, lo- I was going to do it while I was on vacation. And it, son of a bitch, the thing was sold out already. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now we'll, it. we'll have to go try to find them in store. So best of luck to oh, everybody. wonderful. Yeah. What a treat that's going to be. Yeah. Are those the San Diego Comic Con exclusives, or is that something no. else you're talking about? Okay. No, it's 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 a it's a it, the neck is moving all their uh, uh, turtle stuff to retail now. It's instead of oh okay yeah. Also, the movie stuff like Toko Razor, Super Shredder, uh, the case Super Shredder, all that's coming to Walmart, and it's already off to a shitty start. Yeah. Wow, yeah, because I thought I read somewhere about a San Diego Comic Con exclusive that will be sold at. GameStop or available there for something pertaining to the Ninja Turtles, or am I wrong? Or it was well, it, it, the the movie figures were originally a convention exclusive, and then they sold them what, a year later on GameStop's website, and they had them in store, and also later on did the Foot Soldier, Splinter, and Shredder. But those people that went to the convention and got that that four pack of Turtles were really pissed when they were going to get released individually at GameStop, but I don't I don't know. That, that's kind of a whole other topic. It's kind of a shitty thing okay. with adult collecting and uh, scalpers and having to go to eBay to buy everything, which sucks. Yeah, which I kind of worries me because I, I keep getting screwed over on NECA's turtle stuff that's sold in Target, so I'm like, great. I'm like, I'm like what the hell am I going to get that Casey Raft 2-pack? Yeah. Yeah. They still pop up on occasion, or are they pretty much done? They you know they go through all their stock. Mm. I think they pop up on occasion, like uh, the Bebop and Rocksteady from the animated series that has been showing up in Target. I think they kept putting stock on the website over time, but it's not a thing. It wasn't ever a thing where they would alert and be like, "Hey, it's there." It's just either someone randomly found it and posted it somewhere. It's like, "Hey, go yeah. while you can to get them." Kind of yeah. It sucks. Oh, okay. So it makes me think. It's like, hey, you remember how great it was when we were kids? And even though we didn't know that the stock was plentiful, we'd go to the store. We most of the time could find who we wanted or eventually would find who we want. Now it's just a, a race against the clock. Like, did, did another collector beat me here to get this? Is there a scalper? I know there's a guy that lives in Tyler and I's area that has a YouTube channel, and he's gone, and I've seen him go a couple of times and get those uh, Ghostbusters that got released in Walmart, so I'm just like, great, well, there's another person I have. I kept wondering why I haven't seen any of those in any Walmart that I've been in. So I know know that guy's a collector, but I know scalpers are probably going in there, too. It sucks. Because I think when we were kids, hell, it was just us enjoying the toys. It's like the scalpers weren't as hot and nuts as they are now. It's like now they go to get it, and we still can't. And kids, if they even wanted, they don't have a snowball's chance. I'm just curious how these guys have all the time in the world to just devote their days to just going to every retail outlet and not work a regular job. Well, it's like, like that. But that is their job. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like it's that. Like that. Uh, what's his face? That that one asshole that showed us a picture. He 
wrestled with Matt Hardy. Once. Oh, Justin. Yeah, there you go. That guy. <laughs> that piece of shit. I, I, I ran into somebody. Uh, I forgot who I was talking to uh, 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 a vendor when I, I was working at one of the grocery stores recently, and he went down there to buy something from this same guy and had the exact same opinion. Everybody we have ran into that's dealt with Justin, he had the same, exact same opinion about the guy. That guy sucks. The guy's an asshole, weird. Uh, it just it doesn't want to sell anything. Yeah, don't want you to touch anything to, either. Yeah. Don't, don't touch. Don't touch. Well, I'm like, don't have these elaborate displays. Like, if, if everything in there is for sale and you display it as such, like, yeah, someone's probably going to pick it up, especially kids. Come on. Like, put that, yeah. put it behind a counter or put it in a case or something. Like, I hate that guy. His prices suck. Yeah. Anyway. Have a whole, have a whole <laughs> podcast run. But no, let's, uh, we'll get into this and Tyler's going to lead the way and we'll want to sit back and enjoy this. Of course, we'll have some back and forth questions. He's going to, like he said, pick our brains. But Tyler, you did the Clamp Champ versus Ninja mini comic and it's, I mean, is it possible it still could happen? Hopefully, maybe get no, released or? No, no. It, okay. it ain't happening. No, it's. That this was written, maybe probably at this point three years ago. Yeah, I mean, and the layouts were... all the the water marks on here say 2018 when it like the art was gradually getting produced. So it's it's yeah, been a hot so, minute. But, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just don't see it happening at, at this rate. I mean, I mean, it's like WWF never say never. But I'm like, eh, I I seriously doubt it. It was. Um, Along with a few others that were teased, if like the first Leech mini comic, Carson threw in a uh, a teaser for a uh, the idea was to do a, a prequel to the live action movie and tell three different stories that lead up to the film, as if like and if they came out with the toys in eighty seven, hey, if you bought Blade, you see this story, okay? If you want to find out what happens next, go see the live action movie. So I was going to tell three stories. With that, along with the Clamp Champ Ninja comic, and I just the, the the creative juices were just flowing so much better with this one, so I just stuck with it and finished it quickly. And um, Carson started knocking out layouts pretty quickly after that, but they were like a few and far between. Some would ha- show up here and there; he would go back and change stuff. But he pretty much what we're showing here is what it, it's exactly how I wrote it, like the action sequences, the 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 way the panels are set up. That's how I wrote it, and he put it on there. So I don't see it happening that this thing is going to get finished. So what we have here are the rough layouts, a couple of uh, inks, um, a little bit of dialogue and some color. Yeah. But uh, it's not a very dialogue-heavy story. So but, pretty much what we're showing here. Not, uh, no, sorry, I was going to say, but you do uh, Do you have the, the script on you? Like what you have, what you were going to have in specific parts? Because what, what I have here is... As opposed to doing it where it's set and it's automatically going page to page, I, I thought I mm-hmm. could manually change the page. That way you can kind of talk about each one. If you had any dialogue on the page, we can kind of... Okay, yeah, uh, I, I've got it all here. Okay. So, so whatever whatever you guys... Uh, uh, I've got like a little bit of narration here. I've got some of the dialogue here. I've, I've got everything here. So all right, well, let's go. Any up. questions you guys have? Let's go ahead then and start at the beginning. You have here on the first page a battle in the night sky roars through the plains of Eternia, a grueling game of cat and mouse. What? What? what the inspiration behind it? Were you kind of just like automatically? I want it. To, we I, on the ground running. I want to just have this in motion already. There doesn't need to be any build up to anything. It's just yeah. like we're already we're going with that. So yeah, we're off to the races. It kind of. 
playing up because this is really about focusing on the feud that Clam Champ and Ninja have kind of ins- are insinuated to have in the toy line and things like that. And just kind of play up that. No He-Man. Uh, it's just like a separate adventure. You know, this world's too vast. I just think everything revolves around just uh, He-Man's or Adam's call to action kind of thing. So it's just like we're in the middle of a of a, a chase where Ninja has stolen the Book of Magic, which is a reference to Damar the Demon. And we don't. We just know he's trying to get obviously to Skeletor. Don't even bring up Skeletor in this. But you can you live to your own imagination if you want to. But he's stolen it. He's trying to get away from Clamp Champ and the Royal Guard. And it's just a. Uh, if you can picture the music and uh, Diamond Red disappearance when Tila's chasing after Trapjaw, that's kind of what I had playing. But it's just like uh, just a long battle of just trying to um, take down Ninja in the sky, and um, just play up just how uh, cunning like Ninja can be even on air when he's not using his weapons or, or being a ninja, so to speak. Okay. And, and Joe, you, I know Joe said he was going to be quiet, but feel free to hop in please at, at any point. I went ahead. Oh no, no, I will at times. I mean, I'm sitting there just staring at the picture and when as Ty was doing it, you know, I'm just having my imagination going like I could feel it. He's talking about the music and I just get, uh, you know, into the stuff, especially when it's something I've never seen, but I, I will comment at times. Definitely. And, yes. And, uh, I went ahead and flipped to page two. So we have here already Ninja's got like these smoke bombs. Or what to me seem like smoke bombs or sort of like explosives. It's kind of hard to tell since it's not like colored in, but you're to assume that it's either like a smoke explosive kind of thing that's taken out the rest of the yeah. Royal Garden Clamp Champs kind of left. Did you have any sort of blurbs or dialogue or anything on this page? Yeah, I did. It was, um, you know, uh, Ninja would yell back and say, when will you realize Clamp Champ? A ninja always avoids capture. And, uh, just as, as he's following them, like Clamp Champ, you know, they, they avoid the smoke bombs and Clamp's like, time to bring this guy down. Or, or, or as I have written, time to ground this thief. And uh, fires a blast from the jet sled and hits the back with something we've seen in the Formation cartoon and uh, causes an injury to just pretty much plummet towards uh, uh, Skull, which is where it just happens. It's not he was trying to get to Skull, but... Uh, um, just happens to is land. Is this the only time they show it? I mean, is that the only time Grayskull is shown? Because I know in yes. a lot of the comics, I like that. I like that there's always yeah. that one little image, and that's pretty much saying all but Okay. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, pretty much crashes right there in front of, in front of Grayskull. And Joe, you ought to know, or, or I guess recognize what comes up next, is that when the uh, when Ninja lands, he sees there's a well outside of Grayskull. Gonna... Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, gotcha, gotcha. From so he, uh, you know, he uh, he looks around and sees it and says that that drinking well supposedly leads to the caverns underneath Grayskull. Like I will it. escape down there and force the heroes into my domain, the shadows, which is what I call I call this this mini comic game of shadows, like Clamp oh, and oh, okay. the game of shadows. Okay. Uh, we even had a uh, a layout for the cover too, which had Clamp Champ and Ninja running at each other, and then with a uh, a beast which we'll get to a little later on is kind of between the two of them. There's if people listening can kind of envision that too, but and also uh, like that, it doesn't have to, like you said all the time, you know, be so dialogue heavy. It, of course that works for certain comics and stories, but sometimes just the pictures, the actions just say it all. But uh, so you said there's like, there was not tons of dialogue, just little bits, pieces here. No, and, there, and that's and it. Then. Because from here on out, there's reason why, like I, I don't just have it because, I just 
forgot to write stuff. I'm like I wrote it like this because the purpose is once the once Ninja goes down, Plant Champ. Which are we on? Still on uh, page two uh, there, bud? Well, or I, three? I went ahead uh, and jumped to the next one here, where Clamp Champ sort of like giving direction to the Royal Guard, and they're kind yes. of in what looks to be like a little bit of murky water up to about their thigh. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty much to send one of the guys back to get He-Man because they realized Ninja was going down someplace that we're probably going to need some help. So go back, get He-Man, and we'll go after him. Uh, so then they follow him down into the uh, down the well, and it, it leads to a big splash panel, which is a throwback to the Caverns of Fear comic, that when He-Man comes down and you see pterodactyls flying around and stuff, like I want it to be connected to that. Like we're re- revisiting this same uh, uh idea that they, these cars just go all underneath Grayskull, like, which they've kind of touched on in various various canons, but th- that's what this is, is to kind of connect with Caverns of Fear, that we're back down in here and uh, playing up. Uh, and, and I think in that same page where we're seeing, or maybe it's the following page, uh, Carson threw in a small version of Zuba Rex. I was, well, oh, damn it, you, okay, I was yeah. letting you go the whole time. I was sitting there looking, I was like, Tyler, I think he just put Zuba Rex because I recognize the spike, the tail, the everything. I was like, did he do that? Because, oh, shit, in the pond, god damn it, I got excited. I'm here. I'm, see what happens when I get giddy. Holy. Oh, Every, fuck, did I lose you guys? No, no I you're, think I'm still here. You're, you're still here, Joe. Where am I? I don't know what Joe just did. Fantastic. Yeah, I don't know either. Fantastic, Joe. You oh. have to do this when I'm when I'm having my discussion here, Joe. I do, I don't know. Like <laughs> he barely just touches anything and knocks it over. Yeah, everything's really hung up by scotch tape and, and twine and string. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I guess we'll go ahead and go to the the next page that we have here, where essentially uh, Ninjor is starting to hide in the shadows and start taking shots and this is this is as tyler said we start to get into where the art looks a, a little bit different and now joe's yeah, there I, say i apologize i mean i got giddy when i was talking but what happened was it it fell i picked up on my <laughs> tablet and the screen shrunk so i hit the button to maximize it and instead of maximizing it it went to some app i was like what the hell is this app Sorry about that, guys. No, but yeah, for back- you're Zuba- good. Can you can you mildly uh, adjust your tablet without breaking anything? Okay, hold up. Me. Now I gotta adjust Tyler's camera again. So thanks, Joe. Sorry. There, there. I think I'm. Um, there. I think I adjusted it. Okay. Uh-huh. Apologize, hey, guys. It wouldn't be a podcast if every month or something Joe didn't have some crazy shit happen. So I'm, I'm entitled to that. But I know we're on the next page. But I just want to go back to the page before I like fucked everything up. To say, uh, it's what you were saying, Tyler. I mean, I like how you know actions speak louder than words. So you don't have to have them talk all the time. But especially for that scene when they're down there at the first time, and you see how Ninjor is peering down on Clamp Champ. You know, I like that. You know, like it's how you said a game of cat and mouse at the beginning, but it's like it continues. Mm-hmm. And having dialogue wouldn't have made sense. It wouldn't have fit the atmosphere anyway. So I see what you're talking about. It's perfect. And, it, and I have a, a line of dialogue here that, that continues on that too. Is that when they get down there, Clamp thinks to himself, I pray that my keen senses don't fail me in this maze of gloom and darkness. So this is to kind of play up and establish for people a, a little bit more cohesively that he can hear and, and sense things a lot more than most people, which plays plays into the fact that his nemesis is a ninja who thrives on being quiet and stealth. And so in this place that he's not as familiar with, 
it really kind of gives you a chance to like, okay, how good is he? At, is it, at, um, you know, sensing and hearing things from a distance and, and things like that too. So the, the guard spread out and, you know, Ninja was lurk, lurking around, you know, from, you know, up on various, because there's like, I got like bridges and all kinds of stuff in the, in these caves here, just for him to kind of have fun. It's like his own personal playground, I guess you could uh, say. Uh, Are you one of the guards that's being like uh, covered no. or off? Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's uh, I, I think Carson had had a couple of people. This was before we we offered uh, a face in in this comic for uh, as a prize for one of our Jeopardies. I think that was intended to be for the following, which unfortunately I don't think it's going to happen there too. So oh, okay. Zen have... Brown was in the chat room, and Zen Brown said, "Oh man, I'm not going to be able to appear in the comic." Then. Yeah, which uh, my my thought was like. Well, I guess we can still work him into this one, and then Carson was like, oh, "I've already got it set up." And um, but the purpose was to try work him into into this one here, and I I just, I mean, I, I'm sure we probably could have worked it in had it had it come to fruition. So it was intended, Zim Brown, to put you in this one. That was my intention. You would have been one of the guards uh, in, in in this story. I'm not sure which one, but um, I kind of was inspired by Rambo three. When Rambo's uh, in the cave taking out the Russians one by one, like a ma- the you know the main sequences that they would have in the Rambo films, like I wanted Ninja to kind of play up that the part of Rambo and just taking out wow. the Royal Guards here one by one, and in a way that was not going to be like excessively brutal, because um, I, I don't I, mean, I don't need to see I, getting an arrow through my through my leg would be pretty pretty painful. <laughs> Yeah, and I made sure like to have it come through the back of your leg, yeah. like in your hamstring. That you, you ain't going anywhere, and so it, to have Plant Champ like hears this and just immediately grabs him yeah. by the mouth to shut him up, to keep him quiet, and then yanks the arrow out, which is gonna hurt like a son of a bitch. Yeah, I just I just actually switched that page where he he yanks it out and he's holding there, and then we have the the other guard kind of sort of walking around, looking very paranoid and scared. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, Look, he looks down and sees a long snake shadow in the water. I'm like, we can't have a He-Man store without some sort of monster. And I always think of Conan fighting giant snakes and various other creatures and things like that. So I got to get something like that. It's in here. And to have Ninjor come in behind the waterfall at, uh, and just slash the guard in the back. Like, not kill I like him, that but, image. Yeah. yeah, I like that image. That's, that's pretty cool. I like yeah, that. I just thought like... You know, all you all you would see is just a shadow. Like there's a shadow in the waterfall, and then boom, the guy's gone. Yeah. Falls in the water, and you immediately think, okay, that snake's probably going to get the guy. So Clamp just got to hurry up and get over there. And then uh, just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything here. Yeah, in no, terms I, of dot. Yeah, yeah I, I got it right there. The slash to the back. You see Clamp Champ running. He kind of digs down. And then bam! All of a sudden, there it is. There's the giant snake. Which I, I like that shot a lot of him just kind of looking up at the the giant snake. Yeah, and just uh, we're just immediately like, all right, it's it's just a another another fight to to, to survive during all this, and uh, I was like had to have like the the snake have like a it's it's more like kind of a dragon snake. It was intended to be a like a, a big snake, like that was what I was going for. Was there any so, inspiration on that snakeish dragon, or or no? No, that was that was Carson's design. It was just I, I knew it was going to be like a snake. The tongue needed to extend to wrap around Clamp Champ's neck. He kind of came up with his own. Um, version of which I'm like, you know what? I, and I bought it because Eternity's got a wide variety of creatures, and who's who's to say it, it couldn't look like that? Oh, sure, um, sure. But uh, 
So and, and fighting the giant snake, Ninja was like, "All right, I'm gonna go and take him out." Like, I was trying to think if I had any. Um... Oh yeah, because in in the uh, when Clant pulls the guard out of the water, he says, um, "It sounds like it's coming from underneath the water somewhere." And then boom, it comes out. So th- there is, a, and there was another piece of dialogue I missed there too. It's not important, but I'm just trying to make sure I don't leave out anything particular but ninjor is above watching all this and looks down and says a shame it had to end this way clan champ and then fires an arrow and then the 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 senses hears it and it wasn't deliberate it just kind of worked out this way but to have him pull the snake forward to catch the arrow into the head much like how he-man destroyed the beast monster by smashing the sword out of his head it wasn't intended but i'm like holy hell like i just i just kind of duplicated kind of the same uh, and i was yeah. gonna ask because i couldn't tell like in the top panel with that snake when he uses his clamp i was like did he just clamp it or did it decapitate because no, it, it, it like, gra- like... grabbed a hole of him to kind of pull him in to catch the okay. arrow going through his head and okay. uh to kind of set up like okay now the snake is dead and cinder's like holy shit i can't believe he did that okay. um and and i like that part too where he like we see him get out of the water and he's standing there and then you see him kind of like looking up and here comes a sword right at him and he has to dodge that. So it's just, I, I like the, the pacing that you set from the start, but I like how it's just bam, 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 bam. Like there's no, like you don't get a break from it. When I, when I think of this, I sort of uh, think about uh, fight scenes from like the raid or raid two, which if no one has watched those movies, especially raid two, please go watch that. It's really great. But I like how relentless, action can be sometimes when it's done well and i I really like what you've done here because it's 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 a game of cat and mouse and i the the fact that ninja is thinking that it's going to be easy and now that's changed now it's like ultimately you're just building to them like finally facing head on it's 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 a a good touch i like what you did here thank you thank you and that was the intention is to kind of get get it down just these two guys here build up to this and uh, you know, Clamship knows he's around and just pretty much calls him out. I can't remember the little little bit of dialogue. I had to see if I can't find it real quick. Well, you got a spot um, on this one page where uh, right before they're getting ready to fight, it lo- looks like Clamp Champ's like yelling. Is he yelling anything right there? Yeah, he's yelling. I'm trying to remember if I had something. Um... Oh, yeah, come out and face me, Ninja. That, that's what I have written for him. And then after that, it's pretty much just like, dodges around and then just catches clamp champ off guard and i really just wanted to play up just how effective ninja is as a ninja just coming and just take him right off his feet immediately like even though clamp's got incredible senses like ninja can still get in there and knock him on his ass and then immediately get rid of the weapons so when he's getting ready to you know take the sword down he pulls the clamp up he jumps out of the uh the the grip of the pinchers and then slices them so that makes the uh, Clamp's weapon ineffective. And then when he stabs down to get Clan Champ, he misses and um, break, and then Clamp like breaks the sword. Yeah. Immediately, so it takes the katana out. So well, the, I, I, the bow and arrow has been... Hmm? No, I was Go going ahead. to say I like what you have here on this page because uh, it's like you see the Clamp going up and then there's a boot kick. And I he put it even on here, the really, a little bit of the blood where he's just kind of wiping yeah, it like that. from his lip. Yeah, it's almost like wiping it, like, okay, now now it's time. I always like that kind of scene because you know it's going to lead to, here we go, it's going to get even more intense. Which, is, you know, that's what I love about everything I've seen so far is I get that Clash of Arms vibe where it just they're just nonstop ass-kicking and fighting and just 
but it's it's all being told just like you said with everything here and not words but yeah i like that part because you can just tell clamp champ is pissed like okay you know like almost like he can respect it and piss like okay got a little blood now i'm gonna get you so but go ahead and, i mean and it makes sense like it, it, it adds a level of intensity you know it makes it personal you know it's uh, you know like these guys have fought each other but probably almost like they're building up to this one big fight Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you could even say that they, they fought each other enough that they know what's coming. Like they, he expects the clamp, you know, to come out, the power pinches to come out. He expects the katana blade to be used. So you just kind of like, they're anticipating their, each other's moves almost. And, um, I just thought it would be really good to make sure all the weapons get used and then take them out. Cause I want it to be nothing but hand to hand combat in this. But like, if you were to get, get the toy, you would at least see what they're used for. You know, Clan Champ uses it to grab the hold of the snake. Ninja is using the bow and arrow and the katana blade and everything. And um, I'm hoping I'm doing this because I'm, I'm pulling these images. I don't have them in direct order. Like when, they, when I got the image, I saved them as they came in. So yeah. they're kind of like scatterbrained. And, and, a little and bit. I, I hope here that uh, I did this in the correct order because I know you said that you. you thought that you may have sent them to us in the wrong order so the next page that we have here is where it's more fisticuffs ninja kind of like hits him in the the back of the head and now he's kind of like got him by his neck and he's in behind him and then clamp champ kind of throws him over his head yeah uh shoot man it's, it's, I, I, god i hate i hate this people um i guess next is like or I guess what I'm looking at is when he breaks, he steps on the katana sword to break it. Oh yeah, yeah. And they kind of exchange. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I already had that page up, and then, okay. and then I went ahead right, and went so to then, the next one because you were already talking about the snapping of the the katana. Yeah. So the next, um, oh, I threw in the ninja star. Um, I believe that. I believe that's the. I want to say I thought I thought I was missing here. Yeah, uh, yeah, panel here, people. No, I, I think it, it's it's the one you got here where it's it's more fisticuffs, and then like Ninjor is behind Clamp Champ, and he's almost like choking him. Clamp Champ throws him, which would lead us to our next page. Like after he throws him, Ninjor comes out and throws some ninja stars. Yes, they're fighting, fighting, and uh, we actually do have some dialogue here. Look at you. Why would any warrior call you Clamp Champ? And he goes to like chop down on him. Which I, 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 you can talk about that a little bit, and I'll leave this image up for a little bit longer. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's always great in a big action film. Like the villain thinks he's got, you know, the one up on the hero. He's broken and wants to mock him a little bit. And I, th- this, I, and I didn't know if it would be exp- self-explanatory in this story. I, I, and I remember sending this in either to one of Joe's podcasts or Roast Google, and I got ignored. <laughs> so. I, so I'm like, damn it! I'm I'm going to push this in somehow, and I, you know, I, I can't remember which podcast it was, but I always thought like Clank Champ, like the name should be like an extension of what he can do, like not just the power pincers, but like the guy's strength. Like he's so strong. If he were to like get a hold on you, you're not getting out of right. it. Like it's he's the he's the champ of clamps. Like it's. You, know, you would call it sleeper hold, choke hold, if, or any kind of arm lock or whatever. If he gets it on you, only he make it break out of it. Like, I just feel like... It's like Chris, he's, it's like Chris just, Masters in the Master Lock. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> uh, it, please, oh, wow. uh, that, that <laughs> remark is stricken from the record here, people. Uh. So, but I remember saying that into one of those podcasts, and I think they just didn't know what I was talking about, or like, yeah, sure, kid, whatever. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Anyway, moving on here. 
I, I, you know, I can't remember if that was one of Joe's podcasts, like that comic podcast where they used to discuss origins or, or Roche School, but I can't remember which one it was. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't think at the time when we did the comic cast, I don't think we had a spot to where they send in questions. And if it was, if so, I wouldn't have known where the questions were being sent. So mm-hmm. I don't. Maybe it was Rose Google and 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 Val just said, "Look at this! Look at this moron here. Thinks he got something interesting to say. <laughs> Whatever. We got to get. We got to talk to Scott Alec here." <laughs> anyway, Ninja Ninja misses down. Uh, Clamp Champ says, "This is why," and then puts in puts him in the the sleeper hold. And, and yeah, and locks it around his neck and yells out, "I am Clamp Champ." Because he's Did he got cut his that. hair after that? Because just to let you know, that was uh, Beefcake's move for uh, Nathan. Just had to do it. He always uh, loved the beef. Yeah, it came out strutting and cutting there with his yeah, power. Dude. He had like a, a small Damn. pair of power pincers. And just... All right. Beef, one, Beefcake sucks. Two, I, I was watching a Twitch channel where this guy is showing like mid-95 mid WCW. It was horrible. Like I knew, I remember it being bad, but we have the Dungeon of Doom and all that horse shit. And then, like, <laughs> and then Beefcake, like, it, it turns out he's the guy that's been attacking Hogan, and that was the main event for Starcade '95. You kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> we won't delve into that because Nathan's gonna lose his shit. But I do like, I do like that how you put a sleeper hold because that's really something you ever see in a master's universe comic now um like i said because i'm trying to follow this along right with you because when you sent all the pictures just to let you know i didn't want to look because i wanted to be excited for right now mm-hmm. it, did he kill ninja or just put him to sleep just put just pretty much puts him out and like knocks him oh, out okay. essentially like it's but if you want to interpret it like that it was you know if, if someone was coming along and reading it, they could probably look into it and think did he just die? Like, right. is he dead? Well, and then when um, you flip to the next page, you kind of get a, a better idea of, of what, or the last yeah. page, you get a better idea of what happened. So, what well, I can ask real quick because I love it because I brought this vehicle up to so many people and like, what the fuck are you talking about? When I always mention the gyro attack, you know, attacker, and I see that you put it, I was like, what made you do that? I think that's cool as shit because I bring that up all the time. Be like, what the fuck is this vehicle? Well, those people who don't know what it is, they're not they're, they're your bullshit casual fans who uh, who think in a human squinty face and absurdly shaped body in the human origins line is fucking awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I just felt like this would have come out in eighty seven. The gyro attacker was hinted at. We've seen the box art for it. Like I like I would have liked to have seen that they it, you know, they would have worked this new vehicle in into the mini comic to imply that, hey, this vehicle's coming here, people. You see it in a uh, We'd see it in so many comics of a character we have yet to get yet shows up in the mini comic. Oh, I got to get that. What is that? Um, obviously, there's no room to throw in Rotar. Plus, I just wanted to use Lizard Man. I, Lizard Man was. Yeah, not... I was just going to say it. I noticed Lizard Man right there. Yeah, so cool. And just, I like how He Man sh- shows up, which is cool because just like with Clash Arms, you know, like the stories basically with Fisto and all the evil warriors. And at the end, He Man comes to save the day. But I like that in this one. He Man didn't have to come to save the day. So I'm very curious on what the dialogue was here. That he shows up, but he wasn't needed. Yeah, uh, let's see here. It was real fast. Um, oh, yes. Uh, is, is He-Man gets there, and uh, Lizard Man's attending to the wounded uh, Royal Guards. He-Man says, I'm truly sorry we arrived too late, my friend, but you truly earned your place with the heroic wars this day. You know, because Clam Champ and Ninja deserve their own mini-comic. So to kind of play up establishing them as as prominent characters and then kind of moving forward. You could even say search for Kelder would have been next if you wanted to. And, um, 
Clint Tramp, you know, hands on the book and says, thank you, He-Man. It's a true honor coming from you. And then it closes into uh, Ninjor's Broken Sword. He-Man asks, what became of Ninjor? And uh, as as the action goes on, you see Ninjor pick up the broken katana, and Clan Chim just says, I have no doubt he will return. All right. So deliberately not killing him, but just knowing that, you know, I beat you this time, and he's going to come back at some point. You know, re, you know, maybe have Spycor, you know, reassemble the katana blade, you know. But uh, A question just, for you. This is, uh, again, it's all hypothetical mm-hmm. now. Like you said, with Karsten, uh, you know, he hasn't been able to get back to this. You're not sure if he would. Now, is it feasible in any reality that maybe another artist could draw this, possibly? I love it. I would love it. I know I've talked to Kevin about it, but as we all know, Kevin's uh, busy out the ass with his own uh, personal project there. Um, I, I love for anybody. Any, You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, Kevin would have been my number one. Obviously, Axel's, <laughs> this, this is a, I don't have the money to pay. This was essentially like a a project to put out and for people to purchase copies of. So I, I it would have to be from somebody that would, you know, I someone that I've, I approve of art was like I, I wouldn't want to give it to somebody who just draws like little chibi bullshit. Like I, I take my He Man artwork serious and I don't settle for anything. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Um, so I'm very picky about my He Man art. Like, am I open to it? Yeah, because I would like to see it drawn. And come to fruition, and they could probably add even more to it. Like I, I love to see uh, uh, Kevin see what he could do with it. Uh, obviously, Axel knows how to draw Ninja and Clamchamp phenomenal. I had him do Ninja for me a few times, um, but yeah, I'd, I'd be open to it because I just don't see it happening. I, I really don't um, for reasons unknown. Um, I feel like if it's gone this long, it ain't happening, and um, I don't know why. Um, but. Uh, I just kind of thought, like, it, it, it really bothered me that I never got to share this. I, I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad you guys allowed me to share it because I I just kind of felt like, well, I was so proud of this story. I liked how it, I, I really just was like, it really came out looking really, really good, even with the layouts. And um, it really bothered me. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to share this with anybody because I kind of feel like, what's the purpose? And I was like, you know what? Why not? Why not share it and get you guys, uh, get your all's uh, thoughts on it? And listeners, I hope they... Um, they enjoyed it for people who are uh, fans of Clamp Champ and Ninja or just uh, characters that are just not as talked about as much. That's something we like to push a lot more is put more focus on characters that don't get much attention. Because yeah. uh, God knows I, that's what we do best on here is, is putting focus on people who damn near just, they, they deserve it. <laughs> and um, you know, would, would kind of pique their interest about Clamp Champ and Ninja and... Uh, and make them get the figures if they don't have them, or open up and say, "Yeah, there's more to He-Man than just the Alcala stuff, people." You know, well, there's more to it than just you know, uh, Ram Man, Stratos, and Beast Man and Merman. You know, there's a lot of like unbelievably, um, uh, un- well, not as established characters, but you know what? You just put the right person in there, and uh, I mean, you can have a field day and make them just as prominent as as a Beast Man or a Man at Arms. Where I'm like, you know what? When you think He-Man and his Cast of characters, you think Clamshamp, you think Ninjor. Um, well, it, it just depends on how you write yeah, them. Yeah, it's like you said before, even though there's not much out about these characters, it's just enough that you can take it, and if you know enough about that world, you can put them in scenarios where it makes sense. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, because there, there really isn't, because I, I, I know you guys have covered some of the magazine stuff, um, and I don't know if, if 
Clamp Champ, or, or I think was did you guys cover the one with the uh, the Skeletor and the T Rexes on Eternia? Yeah, because yeah, Clamp Champ's in that, and you know he I know he was in some of the the UK stuff as well, but um, it doesn't really. It, yeah, it's, in it's, most cases, it doesn't really give those characters time to shine. It's just kind of like they're, they're no, there. No. It doesn't, as you said before, with this book you wanted to show like hey like let me show you this is what the weapons that they're packaged with this is what they they're capable of this is what they can do they don't just show up and have a conversation with he-man really quick and then you don't see him again so yeah yeah because i i feel like a lot of times when ninja is shown he's just kind of a background character he's not really occasionally you know like in that one the star comic issue number nine that you know all these guys are featured in but you know it just um it's not enough you know, it's it, people still are pretty neglectful of Ninja and uh, and Clamchamp. They don't see Ninja as like, why is there a Ninja and He Man? I don't get it. I'm a casual asshole. Um, I mean, I think it, that's what you gotta have ninjas. I don't. I yeah. I, I don't mean, understand I, maybe, why people I, maybe, have said that. Maybe about it's Ninjor. just in our our DNA because we were all kids in the '80s. But I, and nin, the like the Ninja craze was kind of at its peak i felt in that especially with like b movies and stuff that you catch on tv it was but i i never i i just to me it was like and i actually didn't, wasn't aware of ninja until like the mid 90s when i saw um an ad for the the last two waves of he-man figures for 20 dollars a piece and i saw ninja and i actually thought like he was a samurai character i didn't know it was, even though it says ninja but I thought, like, well, that's got to be a heroic character, like a samurai warrior or something like that. And to see it was an actual ninja, like, holy shit, man. Like, that's awesome. That, that's that's phenomenal. And um, I'm like, I want to, you know, it's like, want to know more about that. And I know how they gave you kind of a, he came from another dimension, which is kind of cool that he wasn't just, you know, down the street. And his, his name is Gary, you know, from the House of Asshole. Um, you know, studied under the tutelage of, you know, the uh, uh, the ancient wisdom of Nightlick. Um <laughs> it's the second dig so far in the podcast well you know, look at those piece of shit bios you know and then you know all these all these people have got real names yeah you I know agree. from from the house of dipshit. well it's like uh, it was like in middle school finding that that everybody passed it around once the internet became a thing it's like do you know what rick steiner's real name is i'm like i mean i don't really care that it's uh <laughs> What what his real name is actually like Scott Rex Steiner? Re- or something? Yeah, Scott yeah, yeah. Rex it's like Steiner's. Rex Steiner. So I'm like, I, I don't, like, I don't care. Did you did you know yeah. that uh, his name's not really Hulk Hogan? I'm like, well, yeah, I kind of figured. Like, you don't have to. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, I I, I just don't feel like you know, I feel like GI Joe is the only toy line where i feel like okay these guys operate with code names. yeah that, that makes the sense guys for that, cobra yeah. they don't need i don't need to know what tomax and zamot's last name is or what cobra commander's real name Steve. like you know i know yeah it's just yeah or gunther or you know or, or uh, uh tucker any T- yeah Destro's real name is, is tucker and, and he uh you know? and cobra commander looks like uh joseph gordon levitt who got uh, disfigured <sighs> yeah Anyway, we're we're getting off off topic. On well, that hopefully one. those yeah. UK comics. I mean, I know that uh, you know they did have some stories with Ninja or Scareglow, and mm-hmm. it's stuff that a lot of people have never seen. I- I'll admit the one thing I wasn't a fan of, which it, oh, don't get me wrong, I love that they extended and kept things going. It's stuff that if we had here, sure we would have ate it up. Oh, but I think yeah. they had the most. Uh, yeah, they had 
the most annoying scare glow to me because they actually took like kind of in concept and reality his gimmick of okay put him in the light turn off the lights and when it's in the dark he glows but his gimmick in the in the comic was in the lights you didn't see him but when the dark you know happened boom he glowed it's like oh shit now you can see me but i was like Oh god, I hated that. I yeah, just did not enjoy that. Yeah, I've comic. seen that too. It's yeah. yeah I, I know like a lot of the the stuff overseas had a lot of different interpretations. Like they would color characters like Webster would be pink. You know, Cobra Khan would have Trap Jaw's arm or something like just all kinds of weird some stuff. Some shit was cool though. There was some good shit. There there really was, but some was <coughs> questionable. Definitely questionable. But Tyler, I'm like I said, I wanted you to just I wanted this episode to be highlighted all on your mini comic. Just like how last week did for Homecoming, I was like, I want to focus on one thing, let people share and enjoy this, and and that's why I didn't want to know anything until this happened, just so I could experience it like I was reading the mini-comic for the first time, and I want to thank you for doing that, and I'd, I'd hope that somehow, someday, whether it's uh, through how, like some people were saying, a GoFundMe, a Patreon, whatever, maybe there's a way that it can be funded to have this happen, and like you said, it's not for profit, because we know legally no. shit can't have profit, it would just go to cover the cost for the artist to be drawn it up, boom, and then get it on to the people who, you know, supported it. I don't know how all the legal shit is on that, but if that's an avenue or something that could be taken to have this happen, it would be great. So you never know. I guess anything could happen in the future, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, we fortunately we didn't run into any of that stuff with the Leech comic, and I guess that's one of the things about having a, a very under-the-radar podcast. Like, Mattel's not aware of us. They don't listen to us. They don't watch us. That we know of. Um, yeah, because I think, well, you know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, and they, they probably think if, if there's anybody at Mattel that works on him and listens to us, they probably dismiss us as just a bunch of bitchy fanboys. That you know the cliche that goes out to anybody. There's a podcast on any kind of popular property, whether it's Marvel Comics, DC Comics, Star Wars, Transformers, whatever the case may be. If we're grown men on a podcast talking about it, we're a bunch of babies. You know, like Shredder says, "Babies, that's all we are." You know, <laughs> buy our shit. Shut up already. You know, but uh, I'm it's, you know, it's just one of the perks about it we have to worry about. But we made sure we put like unofficial on there, kind of like what James did with his first book. You don't make it like it's an official. You just clearly make this is this is bullshit. But if you like it, great. So um, but at this point, it would be more about like getting the artist pay because that's my I don't the, the leech one. I didn't make any money from. I, whatever money we got went towards Carson and we did so many free books as well. So it just covered the cost of printing it and all that stuff and shipping it out. To, and some people didn't get their books. I had, I had a few people who contacted me about the leech book. They never got it. Um, and I don't know what happened there, but, um, but if people, you know, if I like all the subscribers we've got, if there's like a, a good number of people, I mean, yeah, we first I'd like to have Kevin do it, you know, um, but I, whether he's got the time, probably not. Um, but it'd be nice to know if people would like to see it drawn and colored or something like that. I know there's some good colors, uh, colorists out there. Um, you know, it, we, I would love to make it work, but I got to know people would want it done. You know, I don't want to wait and wait and wait and wait and talk and talk and talk through messenger or email with somebody and then it just never comes to fruition and, you know, and no one really cared to w- or wanted anyway. But it was just a labor of love. I did it for fun. Um, I'm proud of it. I'm proud of the Leech book, and uh, I had some really good ideas too, like the the Blade story and the Gwildor story. I had some pretty good ideas of like building up to the live action film, 
that would have kind of filled in gaps if you wanted them. Not that the gaps need to be filled, but like if you want to kind of see when Blade says, I waited a long time for this, I wanted to tell that story. Or when Gwildor says, she tricked me, she was beautiful. Uh, I wanted to tell that story of how Evelyn befriended Gwildor and stole the cosmic key and well, leads how- us up to... Well, think of that, I mean, in the future, too, just like when James was on the episodes a few times and where he talked about some of his fan stories that he wrote down, you have to save those for the future. We'll do these on some, you know, upcoming episodes. You can sit there and tell us those yeah. stories. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I, I guess um, I never really thought about that because um, as much as I play up being a, a an egomaniac on here, I'm, I'm pretty humble about this stuff, though. I don't, I don't really, like... <laughs> When I, after I wrote this, I didn't tell Joe, "Hey, you got to read my stuff." I didn't tell Nathan, "You got to read it." I'm, I was just kind of like, I, I, I wrote it, gave it to Carson, and this is what we got. So it was just kind of like just sitting on it. And people asked me about it. You know, I said, I, "I'm hoping it's going to happen." We got a, a teaser image, which I think Nathan has shared on the YouTube uh, page. Like, I think when we did like the second printing of the Leech comics, we put the the teaser image of Clamshell versus Ninjor. So, um, but yeah, um, I love. Would love to do that. And I guess now that I got kind of an outlet maybe to do that, uh, yeah. I guess it would be kind of fun. But it just sucks, though, because I just kind of feel like it's just um, it's 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 like a, a. Well, hell, it's like spitballing like we do when we spitball our ideas back and forth. And we, you know, you and I will come up with a story on the fly out of nowhere. But it's fun. It's engaging. And it gets the you know fans engaged as well. But I think it would work. Just like I said, we'll do that maybe next month sometime. You pick one of the stories, just shoot with it. We'll spitball back and forth, talk about it. But I think it'd make for a great episode. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess I'm thinking too much into it, you know, because I, uh, you know, I often worry like the stuff that we come off with is, I mean, in which you guys see it better than I do. We, we, we get, we've gotten a lot of good feedback consistently over the last several episodes. So it's, it's good to hear people's thoughts on everything. And I, I just, uh, I guess I've just always been really, like, really sensitive about like if people don't really respond to it because I see people respond to some of the absolute dumbest shit about He Man. I mean, from someone just check out my custom here. I uh, I gave the Snake Man legs to King His here. So if someone give me three hundred dollars, you know, PM you know me. Like, this this kind of say- cheap shit, and people like two hundred likes for for this, this, this is, and and they they get so much. Uh, comments and remarks, and uh, I, I sent you a message. I must have this, this, this work of art here. Yeah, but and then you post something like, "Hey, we we found this old artifact about this this prototype character." Fuck that, man! You know, I'm taking a picture with with my King Hiss from my Dasani bottle here. Hey, I, you know, I, now, now you're like taking that. now you're taking Joe's ideas. You can't be doing that. <laughs> but but no. that's my point. Is that Joe will do that to piss me off because he knows people would just couldn't wait to respond to King Hiss with snake legs next to the sun, or, or in his case, vitamin water. Joe, genius work, man. Like, and then they come up with like the, the dumbest jokes and remarks, and then it just makes me want to pull my hair out. You I'll know? say so one that, that got me, which the person who did this, he wasn't trying to like sell as a custom. And like I said, give him all the credit in the world. It was a cool picture. He took, I think, a NECA, maybe it was NECA, Jules head from, uh, you know, Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction, and put it on He-Man, uh, like our clamp champ body with the armor. I and saw I was, that. That was and dumb. And crazy, it went, it went insane. I was like, there was just tons of people sharing everywhere. They said, this is the greatest custom ever. And I was like, he just took a head and put it on that body, and he wasn't selling it as a custom. He was just making a fun meme, but some people thought it was a brand new figure, a great custom. I was like, 
Oh, cool. And like I said, I wasn't knocking the guy that did it. It was cool, but I don't even think he expected that response. He was just doing a funny picture of Samuel Jackson as He-Man, and the internet exploded. People in the chat are like, he broke King His. Tyler, calm down, man. Not King His. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Now for the chat room real quick. I well, obviously, say, I, 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 I'm sure all that was was just nothing but a bunch of names. Like, yes, he deserves to die in the home of the bird in hell, motherfucker. You know? Just nothing, so it but was, nothing, like just constantly, just constantly bombarding with Samuel L. Jackson. Of course, yes, we get it. He says "motherfucker" all the time. He man, motherfucker. Oh, it's it's funny, man. And my nuts are tickled. <laughs> yes, I broke King Hiss, and I, you know, it's not broken people. Oh yeah, I, they're I, they're not being serious about it. Okay, all right. Well, I was gonna say for the chat room. Uh, you guys can shoot us any questions you want from the comic, mini comics, anything else, anything you want. But as you're doing that and before you do that, there was um, there was some sad news. Uh, two days ago, there was a member of the Masters of the Universe community. His name's Rene uh, Chavez. He passed away two days ago um, from COVID-19. He, uh, he was recovering, I guess. He was, he was doing well. He got out of ICU and then, unfortunately, was some setback and, and he passed away. And he, you know, he's he's known throughout the the community. He's just a great guy. You know, I've I, I did counsel the first ones podcast when they first started doing that. I did that with him, and he was the guy is was nothing but nice. Never had bad things to say. Was really just great with everybody. Cool with everybody. Everybody that's seen him at power cons, like I said, I never was there in person, but I've never heard anybody speak ill of the man. And it's just a it's a sad day. And uh, you know, to his family and everything. I just wanted to, you know, wish, give them well wishes and prayers and everything. And uh, below, I believe Nathan put the link, but there's a link for a, a GoFundMe uh, to help with the funeral expenses. But it, you, you hate seeing, yeah. you know, and hearing something like that. And Jesus, I think he was only 45 years right. old too. You know? uh, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to get too soapboxy with this. Because I know uh, a lot of people have varying opinions in this country about the disease, about wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, whatever. Uh, just, I, I'm I'm sorry if it if it bothers people that much that they can't be troubled for five to thirty minutes while they're in a, a crowded store to wear a mask. But if if everybody did it, and that's like blocking that enough. Who who knows? You might you might be saving somebody. So I, I don't know. You, uh, I, I like I said, I don't want to get too far into it because then I'll start to kind of get mad. But you guys just take care of yourselves. If you wear a mask, great. If you don't, maybe maybe reconsider. Wash your hands. Uh, just be considerate of other people. Maybe while while you're in a store, keep your distance. I don't know. Like I just it, it's it's a real thing and like. It's no more evident than what Joe just said. Like it's it's taken a member of this community and not not only a member of the community but someone that was a part of another podcast. So it's you never know. So you guys need to just be safe, be smart, think, be considerate. But uh, and yeah, Joe, there there is the link down there for the the GoFundMe for the funeral expenses and whatnot. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, again, you know, prayers to his family. It's and all those on, on the Council of the yeah. Persons, like I, I, I hate it for all you guys who've uh, lost a member, a very prominent member of your podcast. And uh, I'm sorry to all of you all and, and to Renee's friends and family if they you know, listen to any of this stuff. I mean, I, I uh, my sincerest apologies to all you guys and people who are friends with his uh, in the community, you know, whether you 
you know, I know James and uh, I'm, I'm sure, you know, Danielle and uh, Val, all those guys, they've, they probably were um, pretty good pals with them as well. So everybody that, that, that took a punch in the stomach at his loss, I, uh, my condolences go out to every one of you all. Cause it's, uh, it's not good to see stuff like that. And, you know, like Nathan said, man, this, this, there are people out there who just think it's just made up stuff. And yeah, the news does embellish a lot of stuff, yeah. but it ain't made up. That part ain't made up. Yeah. And until there's, there's a vaccine, the only thing we have to, to protect ourselves is just what they're trying to tell people. Wear a mask, stay at home as much as you can, keep a distance. If you can, like just personal hygiene, just be safe. Just be safe. I, I, I don't know. So we're it's like, crazy. you know, I always say it's like you can't No, it is. It's like I always say, you know, don't take anything or anyone for granted. You know, sometimes you might have, you know, argument with a family member you haven't talked to in years, you know, and something crazy could happen. You know, you hate thinking of any regrets. You know, if there's anybody you haven't talked to in a while, you know, just reach out to them. You know, it just it just makes you think about life. It's like God, it could just out of nowhere. You know, and so young. It's and, and so that, sad. And so. that's the dangerous thing about this virus. You said and uh, that he he was starting to feel better, and then it just came back, and just you never know. You really don't. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I really don't know how we All can right. segue too much from there, but I I will. Uh, we. I'll read some of the comments on last week's episode. Andrew Kramer sure. commented and said the Grayskull Con edition was originally meant to be in color, but I ran out of time and wasn't able to finish the colors. And I know that Joe, you got a message from Emiliano saying thanks that we, we yeah. shared the work last week on the show. Yeah, he enjoyed it. Emiliano really did enjoy it. I mean, he said it was touching, you know, for us to discuss something that he did, you know, 22 years ago, I believe. What I think he said 22 years ago, and he was just he was surprised that, uh, you know, it just meant something to me. But that's what, like I said, the same thing with Tyler's. Like, it just shows the love and passion of fans. So he, you know, reached out to me, and, you know, I, I told him, I said, hey, you know, love to have you on the show. And so next month sometime, we will have Emiliano on, and he'll maybe discuss more about Homecoming, if there's any questions we had and things that we're making comments on. So uh, he'll be on, we can have some fun. So it'll be the first time Emiliano will be on our podcast. And that'll be probably the middle or end of July we'll have him on. So. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That was really cool to hear that. That because uh, I I I was probably just under the impression he didn't listen to our podcast. So I assume people probably told him about it or something like that. Because um, I have no idea. Because I, I guess you know, it's it's surprising who listens to this podcast. It was surprising that you know Val will listen to it or Danielle. I don't know if James listens to it. I have no idea. You <laughs> know, <laughs> he's on. That would be that would be funny. <laughs> Yeah, you know he's always on, no... but he hates the fucking show. It's like I don't even listen to when I'm on the episode. Yeah, either. I mean, I, I mean, I, I have no idea. That's why it's always surprising to hear, like, from anybody, um, sure. whether just a casual fan or, or someone who's a prominent name in the community or whatever. It was just always um, interesting to hear who listens to our our little pod, our little 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 engine that could podcast. You know, it's uh, um, it's always interesting. So I was, it was really cool to hear that Emiliano like really enjoyed what we had to say because um, yeah i you know i really don't know if anybody had really discussed homecoming you know i know it's been brought up people prefer to inform and stuff but hey, i don't think it wait a second didn't mean to interrupt you but penny but dreadful you did. Here. she said she's like penny dreadful's here and she said of course i listened to it so she's been here ghosting <laughs> us the whole time Look well i shit. know i said i said that 
That's why it was just, you know, it was, it was just, uh, no, but then yeah, she, I, she talked. That's what's weird. Cause she didn't even, she wasn't there the whole entire episode and you mentioned that and then bam, she peeped in the head to say something. That's fucking well, yeah, and that was a shock when I, when I, I, uh, when she reached out to us, uh, God, I don't know how many years ago it was. Cause I think I had like a, uh, a, a good conversation with her. I'm like, Holy hell, here I'm talking to Danielle. Like, you know, it was just, uh, well, it's been pretty cool. Cause I've talked to her and Val, like on the phone. Uh, a couple of times, it just and you just it was just like here I am talking talking to such prominent members like on the phone, and not just for like a ten minute phone call like long long phone conversation. It was just like this this is pretty badass. Just all from yeah, but now she's trolling us. She's trolling us in the chat room right now. So how about that? Um, we 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 mean to get her back on the podcast for a while yeah. anyway. We got we got to get yeah, her back we'll have on to here. do that at some point. Um, Descendants of Grayskull uh, had a couple comments. Uh, old Tyler, you mentioned CastleGraySkull.org, a site I love so much. Please confirm if you ever clicked on the sound section where the site had its own intro song. What was unique? What was unique about it was a double transformation of Sheer and He-Man with the Filmation He-Man theme song, which included Laser Blast. I used to play that over and over and over again. I would be happy if someone else remembers the clip. I uh, don't remember that, <laughs> uh, but. It- it was a, uh, I remember it had like, you know, there were sounds you could use, uh, they had like icons you could download for your, for your desktop of like, you know, they had like Whiplash, Cringer, all the, a lot of formation faces you could put on for like, you know, Internet Explorer or, or Microsoft Word or something like that. Uh, various other things. I think I used to go there a lot for some interesting uh, fan fiction back when I was like picky about it, but there were certain ones I didn't mind reading back then. Uh, well, I remember there's one I read that was uh, about Rotar and Clam Champ, which and that's what drove me in because there was a story that featured them in the story. And I thought that was kind of interesting as well. But um, but that that was always a, one of my go to websites for just kind of like looking for stuff about He Man because back then you know it's just whatever you could find and you just I was like Dave Chappelle's uh, crack at it character you know with the like chat lips and scratching my neck. You got any more He Man? <laughs> Yeah, you know, just looking for any kind of information, you know, it was just desperate for it. And back then, yeah, I used to go to castlegrayskull.org a lot, uh, along with heman.org, just, I mean, religiously. I check it every day just, and just look at pictures of stuff because back then you did, I didn't have everything that I got. So you were just desperate to look at anything, you know, even if it's just pictures of the toys. Yeah. Uh Descendants of Grayskull also added, uh, whether people like to admit it or not, Filmation gave He-Man and She-Ra the lifespan it had with the toys. We haven't had an impact in cartoons since. NYP is fantastic, but it wasn't marketed well, and the era of gaming was taking over. The PS2 Masters game should have been worldwide because it didn't go down well in the UK. I think Americans might have enjoyed it more and could have led to more gaming with Masters. I feel they missed out a future by avoiding that part of the market. Well, Mattel seems to like kind of give more to uh, overseas a lot too, where they continue the line overseas. The 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 merchandising was was going further, whereas here in the states they just said kill it. You know? And that's what I was really upset about is because you know me, I was still into gaming at that time, and I was really looking forward to it, even if it would have ended up being kind of shitty because some people said they didn't enjoy it that much. But you know what? To have masters in video game form and to really be taking control, whereas you know you're playing the shitty Atari game because even for Dude, its time, I hated that game. I hated it, <laughs> it even for its time because, like I said, that's what graphics were like back then. But still, 
shitty game. And then, of course, the Game Boy Advance one, I was like, eh, yeah, quirky controls, it's... I could play it. But p- the PlayStation, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be fantastic. And we didn't get it. And then I've seen play. I've seen people playing this on YouTube. It was like, it still would have been fun right. as hell. And it sucks that we didn't get that. That really was a missed opportunity. And... Because here's, think about this. You know, there was people that played video games that still didn't know about the cartoon, the MYP cartoon, maybe didn't know about the figures. But hell, just playing that game, like, he man, I haven't fucking seen him in yeah. years. It kind of got some fans background, so fuck, missed up. Yeah, I, I don't. Missed up. There, there's nothing, and I, I, it'd be good to, get, and I, I have to ask Nathan about that too, because there's, there was just so many missed opportunities with that entire property, the, the 2000X property itself, from the toys, the cartoon, the merchandise, everything. It was just like, who the hell was making the decisions with all that stuff? Because it's just. I remember seeing like the banners at Walmart over the, in the toy aisle to kind of like, hey, this is where the He-Man toys. Like, you remember those, Nathan? Yeah, I, I well, I was kind of surprised Just, that they they didn't make like a Nintendo game back in the day. Like, yeah, I know it was, we're kind of catching the tail end, but it, it still kind of had that small window to overlap each other, or maybe even the movie the, 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 the movie now. coming out in the 80, 87, They could have put out a game that that was like for the movie you know like anything oh they did they did they did put well, out I'm saying a, for, a movie i'm based saying for that. nintendo they didn't put it out on nintendo oh for nintendo yeah, they yeah. put it out on yeah, like, coleco vision and shit and, like no one gave a shit about coleco and atari it was all about nintendo yeah. at that point or or the, yeah, or the sega master games system. too yeah. well yeah and the sega master system never got on that either thing, and it man, was like, it sucked. how many no hardly anybody had Computer because computers were so expensive at that time. Not many people could afford to have one. They didn't become like affordable until like the mid '90s when Windows 95 came out. So, in between a lot of those mediums, there was quite a few computer games yeah. that were released. That's like, damn, why did they get all this shit? And Nintendo and yeah. Sega didn't get nothing. It would have been great to play He-Man on either of those exactly. systems. Exactly. So, all right, I'll pass it back to you, Nathan. If you had more comments, if not, I'd try to see what was happening with the well, chat. Uh, Tyler, go ahead and finish your thought about like the the banners and stuff that you were talking about. Like, in the... oh no, I was just it just felt like okay when they when they're putting stuff like that, that sounds like you know they're 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 putting their best foot forward by like being, putting big advertisements to Walmart. You know, this the Master of the Universal a banner right here. Get your toys here and God, I mean, it's I'm not going to go down that that same story of like yes, the case ratio, more shitty variants that nobody gives a shit about, and where's the secondary characters? Well, it doesn't matter. Don't you want He-Man and Skeletor? Right. Which um, I remember hearing in the Powers of Grayskull documentary, they they make a point of saying that one of the reasons it wasn't doing well towards the end was that they weren't putting out enough He-Man and Skeletor, which I I just thought like. What's enough? Eighty? I mean, my God, how many different He-Man and Skeletors do we need? We had a ton of them. That's all they were doing. It wasn't because there was not enough. It's because there was too much. I no, mean, man, for the vintage line. The, the vintage line is what they were saying. Oh, like, oh I thought you were talking about NYP. I was like, hey, oh, no, NYP. That's why it kind of made me think, like, oh, well, I guess there, there couldn't be a connection because I, I find it hard to believe anybody who worked on the original He-Man toy line was still in Mattel when the 2000X line was brought back. And as we all know, any of us that... that had action figures and in, in prominently in the 90s and give me one line i don't care how obscure it is that did not suffer from variant overload i mean you think of 
Batman the Animated Series. You think of any Marvel DC toy line of every goofy out the ass version of Spider-Man playing soccer or Batman is... Uh, they really said that about what? the vintage? They didn't think there was enough He-Man Skeletor for even vintage? Because those, like you said, we I think we still had enough. But hell, I was always welcoming and wanting new characters. Yeah, I don't want more. Yeah. Well, plus, like, they played it smart them. by giving us one variant each year. I mean, well, yeah. not each year, but from the third year on, we got one variant. And uh, we would have gotten laser light and laser power had the line continued. So I think which pretty I much was... it could be safe to say. Think about this, Tyler. I think it's safe to say that all the Masters of the Universe fans that were collecting those toys, they were already there. It's like, did they think there was this magical group of millions of people that didn't exist that didn't know of He-Man when it was the hottest thing back in its day? They didn't know, it, but they're like, hey, if we make another He-Man and Skeletor, that'll bring them aboard. It's like, what are you talking about? We're already there and established. We just want more and more new characters. And what a fucking asinine logic to I, say uh, something like I, that. I, yeah, yeah. If you guys go back and watch that documentary, there's there's a God. part where I think it's Paul Cleveland. Said that that they that they shortchanged a lot of retail outlets on certain like care like I think He-Man and Skeletor like they didn't ship out enough Gray Skulls or enough He-Man's and Skeletors like and maybe you know with a lot of documentaries they leave out a lot of info that needed to be added to these statements like I'm sure if 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 we dug a little deeper with Paul Cleveland or any of the guys that were working on the line at the time we could probably get more concrete answers they may be very in-depth business-oriented stuff but it would kind of alleviate questions of like all right how is it by 87 they say in 86 the line took a major drop and i think as we all know interest just naturally dropped from playing nintendo other toy lines were coming up you know transformers yeah. thundercast was mean on the scene gi joe's out there and then you got I mean, even from there on out, I'm not going to get specific with the years, but you got Visionaries, you got Bravestar, Bionic Six, Rock Lords, uh, you know, uh, well, that toy that Nathan, Nathan loves uh, or talks about, but I, I never, never the, saw Air Raiders. Sky Commandos or whatever. Sky Commandos, yeah. I just think of that, and, and Turtles comes out in, in uh, 87, I believe. So it's it's just. You know, Transformers lost steam, and GI Joe did too. Eventually, yeah. so it's just the natural. It's the circle of life in the toy industry. It just, um, but that's why I feel like I just find it hard to believe that kids weren't getting He-Man and Skeletor or Castle Grayskull, and oh well, I can't get it. Well, I'm moving on to something else. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's why I feel like there's something missing. When they talk about the death of the line in that doc, I, I love that documentary. It's a very good documentary. It needs to be a lot. It's longer than I thought it would be because most documentaries are like an hour and a half and they leave out all kinds of shit. But it's definitely something that you know is not making fun of it. Like this piece of shit documentary, the toys that made us. You know, do 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 bong. <laughs> Guys, people just who think who think pot humor and fart humor is like <laughs> you know. It's, Hey, you sound like Pee. You sound like Pee Wee Herman laughing just now. Yeah, it was just. just well, the, the other thing in terms of invariance, I, I think the thing that always bothered me with like Marvel and DC is seeing this stupid shit with like the the Superman motorcycle. I'm like, why the fuck would Superman need a motorcycle? That just doesn't make sense. He can fly. Yeah, I mean, I unless, unless, I, I sympathize with like unless he's like Clark Kent. Just like on a bike, just because he wants to be on one, it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, no, if you're gonna, and that's why I felt like like the the uh, the superpowers toy line, which they had like an assortment of, 
of vehicles, but they have Superman sitting in the Justice Jogger, like why for like a a, a vehicle that would probably work on like a, a other planets. Yeah. Put Batman or Wonder Woman or anybody but Superman would a Green Lantern like don't it feel like they get all these heroes and you got to put Superman on the box to market it as if like kids wouldn't buy it because Batman's sitting in the Justice Jogger as opposed to Superman like yeah I, I people's yeah, idea maybe, of, like, maybe the people that are like working on those toy lines just had no idea like what the characters did they're just like yeah, whatever. which just scares the shit out of me that people who were I would not want to be working on any of these toys if I did not know them backwards and forwards. Right. Like I would not want to be responsible for doing packaging artwork, at least in charge, and just putting a hero on a you know an evil you know a, a villain's vehicle or something like that. You just kind of feel like, come on, kids are not dumb, and they hate how they when they say kids are dumb, like kids, kids are will dumb, buy right? a lot of stuff. Ba- ba- kids are dumb, basketball right? giraffe, baraska, yeah, baskerraffe. I I hate this. Look at this shit. It's, it's people don't know what we're talking about. We're, we're doing a we're spoofing off the uh, the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle commercial. Is what it's yeah, called, where the guy was making fun of. If it's still of. on YouTube, I don't know if there's audio for it anymore because it used to. If you switch the source to like 240p, and now it's just like totally gone. Hey kids, look at this shit. Yeah, Joe's like, uh, I, I'm no. hungry. Can we move on <laughs> <Yeah>, here? <laughs> I, I just when jo- you can just see when like Joe's like mass is kind of low, and he's like. <laughs> God, I want to meet Ball Sub because his his mind just kind of wandered off. It's, it's all those vitamins. Sorry, it's all those vitamins that he's consumed in his vitamin water. It's, yeah, it's drained him. <laughs> it's all gone now. Meet Ball but, Sub. Uh, good God, it, I it, wish it, I could afford that. What? I said a Meet Ball Sub. I wish I could afford that. I wish you could afford it. Good grief. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. I, just uh, stuff like that always bothers me about about the, the the fall of the toy line and you know it's uh as the people point fingers as to why it failed but uh you know i, I feel like the whole 2000x thing in itself too is just it's um yeah probably too many cooks in the kitchen yeah oh well not only that and then you could think about like cartoon network and the clusterfuck that was with the scheduling like it's it's what it goes to. It's like if you want if you want the line to succeed, and and uh, there was another comment that was made, and I saw this a lot in in the groups because once those origin figures became available on Walmart's website and people were buying them, it's like everyone was like, "Where where can I get them?" And there's people overseas that are like, "Well, do you think there'll be any distribution over here?" And I, I is that a question that's even been answered as of yet? Like, are people in the UK like are they just going to have to import from here, or is it is that something that's been said that Mattel's gonna try to widely distribute well, i mean them. i know they mentioned retail i mean they're gonna hit retail but i didn't know if they mentioned you know worldwide retail i'll be honest i don't know what stores you know are like in all these other countries but i'm assuming yeah. that you know it would maybe hit other stores i don't think they would just keep it just in the united states i'm assuming like uh here canada hopefully germany italy i'll, I'll be honest i don't know but since it's i will say if anybody overseas if you got those shitty max steel figures that mattel seems to like just say hey, let's do that again that no one gives up a- you know, rat's ass about if you guys got those you'll probably get the he-man origins line with the goofy looking he-man um so yeah if you're if you really want that goofy ass looking he-man you go on your shop with the squinty guys and the, the, kind of like the scoliosis you know upper body there uh you'll have it i wouldn't worry too much about it someone had posted i remember what it was like a compare it's like pictures of a minocard he-man and it just looked terrible the figure look and i'm not being cynical or, or trying to be silly it looked 
bad. It just doesn't look good at all. It just it looks disproportionate. It looks cheap. And it it was it was looks like a finished figure. It didn't look like a, a prototype bullshit or something like. It looked like what people might be buying. Maybe they'll look better in person, but yeah. you know, Joe or Joe, do you? And I I know I, I talked to Nathan about this briefly. I think after after you left, um, I mean, do you intend to buy all those when they come out? Like, are you yes. adamant that? No, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I, I am looking forward to them. There's some that I look at that yes, I am disappointed in just looking at. I mean, for me specifically, it is Skeletor. I I do not understand the open mouth idea why they thought that was good because just like I said. If they could have had it as a poseable jaw, as we've seen with some of the other figures, it'd make more sense. But with this open mouth shocked look, and as of late, I'll, I'll say another thing which has shocked me. I've seen at least eight people posting pictures of close-ups of Skeletor's face. It's not being mean. I'm not being disrespectful. The paint job on the eyes and teeth are a Abysmal. I mean, it looked like a three-year-old was just drawing lines sporadically <laughs> over his fucking teeth to make teeth marks. I was like, why did you do this? I mean, you'd figure the two characters, if they want to talk about He-Man and Skeletor, like you said, for every fucking line being important, they should be the best looking. Not saying that means the others should look like shit, because, you know, you want the whole line looking great, but the two main headline characters of good and evil better look fucking perfect and great. And when they're already off to the faces on those two characters, it's going to piss a lot of people off, just like how you said. I mean, it's understandable. So, I mean, I am looking forward to the line. I am going to be collecting, but I pray in the future, if they're going to do, or He-Man and Skeletors, as they always love to talk about, please make a good-looking sculpted face for He-Man and do something about Skeletor. Make a posable jaw and do good paint. I'll, I'll send you pictures, Tyler, and I don't know if anybody in the chat room has seen what I've talked about, but... That Skeletor head is abysmal. Well, it's so fucking well, disappointing. Hey, uh, you guys want to talk about the, the the rattlesnake ring and the Stone Cold and the Hogan? And Hogan, bro! Oh the, Hogan, the Hogan looks bad. Uh, the ring is gimmicky. At least the ring the, looks the, cool. The, the, they put a lot more to yeah, it with the snakes. Yeah. I was like, they did more than Grayskull's ring, surprisingly. I... But the overall, they look cheap. They, they don't look... I mean, they look like just colored plastic. They don't look like... Uh, and well, obviously, it's it's a it's it's a cheap idea to you know slap two things together that they have the rights to to try and you know put it out. It just doesn't look like much thought was put into it. Like they're not being very creative. I'll like, tell you what, if, though, at least no, you're right. I mean, the Stone Cold is underwhelming with these yeah. like snakes that he has as attachments because he looks kind of bland. Hogan, I guess he's I just too they... too you know too bionic redneck. To just it's do so anything weird. else with the body other than just slap the two terror claw snakes on his arms. Well, that's it. Because I mean, I admit though, for Hogan, yeah, the Hogan uh, was cool. Like the yellow design, uh, like the H. It's like they used the flying fist look to make the H fort cool. In the ring, I see there's a lot more into it with at least four snakes in the corner. I was like, cool. And plus, I always look at the price. Those things aren't a lot. When they do the ring, I think they do it at twenty nine yeah. for that with two figures. And they sometimes twenty. You want thirty dollars for that piece of shit ring? Like no, no. And two figures. Well, two figures. So you it it, all it, Like with the Castle Grayskull yeah. ring, I bought that by itself. It was twenty bucks. I understand the price point, and I think honestly, the only appeal to this in the Origins line 
the main appeal would be for the customization. You can pop the heads off. You can put other heads on. Like I get that. And for and for, I like for, that for they're just selling. If anything, it's it, they are selling. It's an affordable price. At least it's showing that there's promise to it. That fans want it. That it's not a pile of shit that's just sitting there going on clearance after three months at every store. I can't say it because otherwise I'd have to talk about something. So I can't say what I want to say. But. <laughs> They're not going on clearance like some other line did at another chain right. where it was only one chain yeah. and they yeah. didn't sell out. Any. These are fucking selling out all the time. And these origins, when they're popping up on Walmart site, they're selling out. It's promised to the future. Hopefully it could lead to better things because you're right. You don't want them to look too cheap. Obviously you don't. But it's a hell of, like I said, at least affordable price because $14.99 compared to – I go to stores and I see these little fucking things this big of other figures. $14, $19. I'm like – where the fuck are they going to, you know, charge something $19 for a figure that's two or three inches. Yeah. And I see so many other lines that are more expensive. So I, you can't beat the price. And I just would hope it would lead, like I said, to better I, I things think in the if future. It, if it leads to anything, just bring the, bring the classics back. I know there was a, a debate. Uh, I think Joe, did you post that? It was like, do you prefer classics or vintage? And honestly, I think I'm going to throw my hat into the classics line. Like I, I, I like vintage. I appreciate it, but with classics, you got everybody that was in vintage, and not only that, you got a bunch of characters that you never got in vintage, and it's it's a pretty vast line, even though it was very exclusive, and the way that you had to obtain them was kind of uh, not ideal, and the prices that they are now on eBay definitely suck ass, but uh, yeah, I'll throw my... Somebody answered Tyler's question. Tyler wondered if, like... Uh, or where somebody was wondering if they'd be international or not Tyler's question when somebody else mentioned Carlos did say in the chat room that I guess Amazon UK is taking pre-orders for Origins so I don't know if that uh, would hey, be at one least you can pre-order them you don't have to wait for them to pop up on Walmart and go out of stock in five minutes yeah that's the thing if you guys are going to do this and Mattel if you're listening just uh, I don't know make it pre-order available I know you got this deal with Walmart or whatever but tell them like hey you can buy all, all five, all make them like buy six. Here's the price. Pre-order done. Like that way, people don't have to worry about it. I'm at that point. Like it is, it's it's fun to have a reason to go down the toilet, even yeah. though it's pretty much just the constant depression. But I, I'm I'm pretty much like done with, you know, hoping to God like I got to drive 20 minutes to check just to find out. Well, they don't have any. They got some shitty, you know. Roman Reigns figure fell in the hole where the He-Man figure should be or something like that. I, I, I just, I find it so much more satisfying like that I pre-ordered the G.I. Joe classified figures and I don't have to worry about running out in the store hoping to God yeah. I find Destro. Oh, speaking of which. But, no, I ain't got to worry about speaking that. Speaking of which, I told you last week that my Destro was set to arrive this past Wednesday. Amazon was like, oh, yeah, yeah well, we've got to change the date on you. But I do have everybody else. And I saw the, the, the pictures for Wave 2, so that's kind of awesome. That Destro is kind of. Oh, yeah. Kind of weird looking. Well, except for the shitty pimp daddy, which must have been from some goofy custom that somebody did on on a GI Joe website. Oh, this is funny. We'll turn him into a figure. Like, great, right. yes, pimp daddy Destro. What the hell, Joe? What do you got from the chat room? Let's see. For some reason, my chat has went all out of order. I see one from Adam Gabbert saying, "Tyler, Joe, Nathan, do you own one, or are you planning on getting a custom face mask that is Masters related? Um, no, what? I'm not. I, I like well, well, the, he was the face coverings, like when you go to the store and stuff. The if if face if masks. we had any intentions on getting oh. like Masters related ones, yeah, I've actually uh, I've got um, 
I got a Cobra logo one. I got the Thundercats from Exodus on on face masks, and uh, uh, there's a, a a Fred Carrillo Skeletor I found on Redbubble. There's got there's a couple of Fred Carrillos I found on Redbubble because I'm, I'm you know, with my with when the students come back to campus, like I'm, you know they're making everybody wear masks. So I'm like I need about five masks for the five days a week. So I'm gonna get me some more. So there's there's a Fred Carrillo Skeletor uh, on a black face mask. I'm gonna get with a couple of other. Uh, um, face mask. So yeah, I, I've, I've been looking at that too. And, uh, that, G, that GI Joe Logan one's gotten so much attention. I've gotten attention from, I mean, almost any store to hospitals I go into. People, oh man, GI Joe. Oh, I love your mask, dude. Like it's, it's, it's pretty cool wearing something that's a little bit, um, unique and not just a surgical mask or someone, something that's got, you know, I don't yeah, know. I see but, custom yeah. everywhere of those masks. Adam has an attorney one. Uh, no, I'm not getting any. I just have a plain black mask. I just, I was saying, no, I just Joe wear... just walks out with his face, his current face. Yeah, I was going to say, Joe, it gives you the perfect excuse to just go out just wearing that. <laughs> you know? This would work great. No, I mean, I wear black, just nothing but black. It's always just black mask. And then uh, I have a, a hood. well, when it was called the hood, but so I, yeah, no, I'm not going to sound like a lunatic. I go into the bank and they always say, would you take off the mask? Would you take off your, your, your hood and your cap because I always look like I'm going to rob the place and I wear black Dude, gloves. So you wear but, black gloves. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not touching no, anything. No, no, so no, I'm no, no, show no, you. I get like, you. No, like, when, you know, when you're saying black gloves, I don't know why. I'm thinking of like like driving gloves, you know, like you're you're part of the mob, which you are anyway. No, Like no, he's a just, hitman yeah, coming in right. there to take out one of the bank yeah. tellers. No, I, dude, I, I know people had, like we talked about earlier, I know people had opinions on it, but I kind of love it because with the mask and if the sun's out, I got my aviators on, I'm usually wearing a hat and I go into, people don't know who I am. Like, even if I, I've seen, I've seen people that I know and they don't recognize me. Like, this is great. I don't have to sit here and have small talk. I don't have to talk to anybody. It's, it's, it's awesome. Like, who, who wouldn't love that? You can just go anywhere incognito, essentially. Sure, sure. I mean, any other bank I would go to, I'm going to make sure that I have myself to where you can see it, but they know me there, but I guess it would look uncomfortable, but I thought that's how it was supposed to be in most of these banks and other places that you had to wear them. So I come in looking like, I mean, could you imagine back in the old days, you look like you're going to rob the place, but yeah, so I just, it's all black I wear, but yeah, I don't have one of those, but that is cool that you have one, Adam, and that you have some Tyler and getting some so that is cool um Grim said do I ever get mistaken for a terrorist no I have not so that's um that's pretty good see the thing is yeah uh, there we go I'm Grim 2 had one have you guys seen when Marvel incorporated Spider-Mobile into the Spider-Man comic book only to get it trashed in the story I've got that I've got that uh, in in the other room in there just because I love the Jackal so much but I I I remember that and as a kid I was Kind of, kind of intrigued by it, but also thought like, "What the hell, Spider-Man need a, a, a car for anyway?" Even Jim Shooter and any, anybody who was aware of it or where they worked on it, like realized it was a shitty idea. Yeah, I, I still, I still and can't understand. Nathan, I was gonna say, I would have to pass to you unless it's the end because my the whole chat is so out of order. I don't know if there's any other questions, but it's pretty almost wrap up time. Yeah, anyways, do you that's it. That's all that? the questions, man. That sucks. Well, there was a lot of comments about what we were saying, lots of conversation, but I just didn't know what, I mean, it was half the stuff we were talking about, there were comments, so there's a lot of and, conversation. And that's the beauty of to, getting the, the comments that we've been getting on the videos, too. It leads us into yeah. you know, all these other 
different discussions. Uh, one thing I did want to say, Spiderette wanted to say thanks for the shout out to his daughter last week on her birthday, oh, which I, I which that. I thought was funny. So I replied, feel like our show for her is equivalent to my dad renting R-rated movies for us to watch back in the day. Hope the cursing isn't too much for you. Uh, as to which Spiderette's response is not any worse than she uh, hears with her mother and her family. So I guess a, a slight burn <laughs> towards them. So. <laughs> Okay, that's great. Yeah, I heard she she screamed when she heard her name being said. So that's uh that's pretty cool. So, but um, all right. Well, there was like I said, there was a lot of activity in the chat, and we do appreciate it, and hope you enjoyed this episode. So, for anybody that's new to this channel, make sure you like, subscribe, share, and ring that bell so you can always be notified when we go live. And until next time, have a powerful day. The poison only works when the components are mixed. Hairspray won't do it alone, but hairspray mixed with lipstick and perfume would be toxic and untraceable. Batman! Yeah. I was, was going to say Batman. <laughs> I knew one! If I didn't know that, Jesus that, Christ, that would be bad. Hey, of course, that's, that's a whole other topic of conversation maybe we can talk about uh, next week with Michael Keaton supposedly coming back into the, the DC oh, universe yes. fold for a shitty Flash movie. Anyway... Hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you can, if you can spare some money, make sure you click on the GoFundMe down below in the description.